Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is September 22nd, 2023. It is Friday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Grow Your Own Optimist. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, carry out a random act of kindness with no expectation of reward safe in the knowledge that one day someone might do the same for you by Princess Diana. So what are we drinking today? We are drinking Orange Besom, which is our chocolate orange fall winter tea. So this is a rich chocolate and sweet orange, which brings a confectionery note to a gentle earthiness of uh Pura, which I feel like I always say incorrectly, and every year I have to like relook up the pronunciation. Uh, it's lively and citrus, and it lifts the blend of the warm chocolate. We all love chocolate orange, at least I do. <laughs> Sometimes I forget that not everyone likes the exact flavors I like. Uh, we 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 had a pep uh, a kind of peppermint tea for a while that had actual candy cane pieces in it. People did not like it. And it's not that I don't think people were just not into peppermint. I was like, oh my gosh, no one likes this tea. And I thought it was great. But what can you do? So I think this tea is ideal for the dark half of the year. Again, it has that warmth and oranges are so associated with winter and uh, the chocolateness. Ugh, so good. So this tea does have caffeine. And uh, yeah, it has para tea, orange, cacao nibs blue cornflowers, and then natural orange and chocolate flavor. So a little bit about cornflower, even though we've talked about it before, uh, but something I don't think I've ever talked about or I feel like it's talked about enough is how it is such a wonderful flower to add in your witchy, pretty crafts and concoctions. So blue cornflour can be really wonderful to add uh, like on top of your soaps. If you make soap, it's such a beautiful, bright pop of blue, which is something we don't always see in a lot of like witchy craft things. We tend to see lavender and rose and pinks and um, purples, but this this particular pop of blue is just so pretty. I used to add it to the top of... Um, the Owens family soap that I used to make. And again, beautiful. So if you're into witchy crafts and you need like that pop of blue, I'm telling you, blue cornflower is where it's at. Now, moving into some headlines. This is a really freaking cool one. This comes to us from heritagedaily.com. Archaeologists find Hecate figurine at ancient Calendaris. A team of archaeologists from Batman University have uncovered a figurine depicting Hecate 
during excavations at ancient Calendaris. So uh, Batman University is a real place. I did pause and look it up. It's in Turkey. So Calendaris, also um, known as Celendaris, was an ancient Greek city port and fortress located in present-day Turkey, Mersin province. So excavations have been ongoing for the past 36 years in which archaeologists have found the remains of a Roman bathhouse, an odin, a building used for musical activities such as singing, shows, poetry, churches with a basilica plan, and mosaics. So according to legend, the city was founded by Sandocus, the son of Oceanid, uh, which was the sun god Helios. So, archaeological evidence suggests that the site was first inhabited by Phoenicians, emerging into a major trading center during the 4th and 5th century BC. Archaeologists from the university have uncovered a figurine depicting Hecate, a three-headed goddess from Greek mythology. Hecate is often shown holding a pair of torches, a key, snakes, or accompanied by dogs, and in later periods was depicted as three-formed or triple-bodied. Hecate is associated with crossroads, entranceways, night, light, magic, protection from witchcraft, the moon, knowledge of herbs and poisonous plants, graves, ghosts, necromancy, and sorcery. She was worshipped by the witches of Thessaly and held a crucial sanctuary among the Greeks of Asia Minor. So according to a press release by the university, the figurine dates back from 2300 years ago and was found among ceramics from the Hellenistic um, Hellenistic period. Isn't that neat? Uh, so, uh, so it is a figurine that is about 20 centimeters tall and has three heads. We know that she has a temple in Legina, ancient city, and uh Calendaris is counted among the cities that participate in competitions held every five years for Hecate. So, super neat. Okay, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent, and after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Friday, September 22nd. The first quarter moon moves from the wanderlust of Sagittarius to the ambitions of Capricorn today. Here, the moon forms a mutable T-square to Neptune and the sun. The opposition of the sun to Neptune could be clouding up our sense of self. They are squaring the moon in Sagittarius, making its meanderings without direction. We could be feeling like we need to stay in motion without a good sense of why or where we're going. An object in motion stays in motion, and it can be tempting to just keep moving, even if you're not sure of your destination. However, this is not advisable under these aspects. Neptune shrouds the good and the bad equally, and if we keep moving oblivious to our surroundings, we are sure to end up in a pothole. Take some time to pause in your motion today. Consider your movements, consider their worth, and consider the consequences. If all of that lines up to something that is worth moving toward, continue on your path. 
If it turns out that this path is perilous, consider another route. Your daily moon mantra is, Caution is the eldest child of wisdom. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. In the Black Mountain region, Fullmouth is a town of women and children. When local mothers start dying, the town is panicked. At first, the citizens believe the deaths are suicides, yet 15-year-old Pearl is unconvinced. Pearl has known visions her whole life, has known the feeling of when the darkness shifts inside her and her power comes to the surface. But having recently moved to Fullmouth, the supernatural is suddenly magnified. She now finds herself able to commune with ghosts. She sees visions of how mothers will die. Relying on these powers, Pearl faces a daunting foe and the responsibility of saving the town. The only question is, will she be too late? Built on history, folk tradition, and witchcraft, The Swallows is a horror novel that explores a small town's connection to the spiritual world and the families that fill it. The Swallows by Kristen Clanton is available wherever books are sold. All right, witches, we are back. So before we even continue, I just need to give a little shout out to all of the parents out there. I am having such a day today. And it's one of those days where it's like it's nobody's fault. You know, it's just things are happening. And um, uh, they're painting the house I live in. The landlord's having it painted, which involves scraping the side of the house. And when he scrapes it, it it like shakes and vibrates the house. I can't explain it, but this has been all day. (laughs) This has been all day. It is noon. Um, and this has been all day. It's causing the dog to bark endlessly, which means the baby I babysit is not sleeping. And she's crying. Dog is barking. Today was kind of a heavy-ish workload, and I've gotten nothing done. <laughs> it is noon. So I just want to give a little, like, shout-out to all the parents out there who deal with this every day because I am going mad. And I just texted a friend, and I was like, are you available? <laughs> are you available for Chinese food and wine tonight? Because I was like, I just need a break. And you can probably hear the banging right now because it's just so frustrating. But Anyways, I just had to say that because um, parents don't get par- parents and caregivers just don't get a lot of recognition for how maddening their life can be. So, just a little break from our regularly scheduled program for that. But um, it's fall, right? So, oh, thank God it's fall! Thank God it's fall. Um, it is. Let's see, the 22nd, which I think is the official day of fall. It could have been yesterday, but we are talking about something very exciting, and that is pumpkin spice. Now, I know there's quite some pumpkin spice hate out there, and I I, I get it. I get it. It's everywhere. Like, why is it in our, like, frosted mini wheats? Why is it in our Pop-Tarts? Like, I get it. But... I love a pumpkin spice latte, and I just can't get enough of it. And I think it's great. Even I will say my biggest complaint is when people got really mad at Starbucks for not having pumpkin in the pumpkin spice, and then Starbucks had to add pumpkin. And that makes me so mad because, like, that's an example of, like, lack of common sense. 
They never claimed it was a pumpkin latte. They claimed it was pumpkin spice, which means the spice blend typically associated with pumpkins, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> They're just like, ah. Um, however, I love pumpkin spice, and we're going to talk about that blend today. This comes to us from one of our lovely podcast family, Miss Kiki Dombrowski, and she shared this from her blog um, for Witchway's October issue that's coming out in just a week. So I'm just going to share a little bit of uh, the love of pumpkin spice. So first, color, right? When it comes to pumpkins and all of those incredible things. So Kiki writes, Pumpkin spice has gained a reputation over recent years, thanks mostly in part to Starbucks. Like, we have to give it to them. The pumpkin spice latte, the PSL. Pumpkin spice is a combination of autonomous spices traditionally used to flavor pumpkin pie. In recent years, it has not only been blended into lattes, but coffee creamers, candies, cookies, yogurts, hummus, Twinkies, protein shakes, even dog treats. Um, and yeah, I do think it's a little overused, but I still love the original love of it. So there has been some backlash. And, you know, confessing to enjoying a pumpkin spice latte is like confessing a guilty pleasure. So, yeah. We're basic, and I'm okay with it. So this October, Kiki says, I want to push the anti-pumpkin spice fervor away and lean into the joy, warmth, familiarity that is pumpkin spice. This year, I dare you to take back the magic and allure to pumpkin spice. In no way is this delightful and aromatic blend of spices basic. In this article, we're going to examine the magic of pumpkin spice. First, cinnamon. Cinnamon's magic is vast. It has been sought after as a culinary and magical ingredient. Ancient Egyptians used cinnamon as perfumes and also in the mummification process. Moses apparently anointed the Ark of the Covenant with cinnamon oil. And today, modern magical practitioners use cinnamon for a variety of purposes, including luck, success, love, lust, courage, spiritual empowerment, astral projection, and psychic abilities, as well as, very popularly, prosperity. It is a very classic thing for prosperity. That's why when you, um, that's why the, I think that the uh, TikTok trend when it came to cinnamon was so, um, instantaneous because cinnamon is so classically used for prosperity that it was just a really easy thing for people to hook on to. Next, we have nutmeg. So nutmeg may not have the same historical influence as cinnamon, but it still manages to have its own potent powers. Nutmeg was considered an aphrodisiac. A man was said to attract the opposite sex if he carried a nutmeg under his arm. In extremely large quantities, nutmegs can have hallucina like hallucinatory properties, though regrettably, um, you would have to eat a lot of a lot of nutmeg, which would cause like vomiting and seizures. So like, don't go down that road. Modern day magical practitioners use nutmeg for luck, money, prosperity, psychic awareness, and protection. 
Next, we have cloves. Cloves come from an unopened flower bud of the clove evergreen tree. Cloves were used in ancient China to freshen the breath, though in more recent times, people in Indonesia would attach cloves to their mouths and noses to stop demons from entering their bodies. The name clove came from the French word meaning nail, and modern-day practitioners use clove for abundance, love protection, and psychic abilities. Next is ginger. So ginger was a traveling plant in ancient times, having been traded with the Greeks, Romans from the east, where it originated in either China or India. Ginger was used in a number of remedies to combat nausea, coughing, and impotency. So modern-day practitioners use it for love, lust, money, and courage. Next, allspice. Allspice got its name to celebrate the fact that it seems to blend all the flavors from nutmeg, cinnamon, clove, and juniper berries. They are dried berries from an evergreen tree native to the West Indies and uh, Jamaica and part of Central and South America, and ancient Mayans used allspice for flavoring chocolate. So, modern-day practitioners use allspice for luck, healing, and money. So, you see the trend here of, like, prosperity and money, right? So, how do you make your own pumpkin spice? Which, it shocked me. I went to the spice aisle because, you know, I'm a cooking fiend. I went to the spice aisle, and they just sell it already blended for you. Like, you no longer have to blend it yourself. Isn't that wild? But if you do want to just blend it yourself, it's typically three tablespoons of cinnamon, two teaspoons of ginger, two teaspoons of nutmeg, one teaspoon of allspice, and one teaspoon of clove. So in reviewing the ingredients of pumpkin spice, we see a few repeating themes. First is that all the ingredients are very fiery and have more of a solar energy, um, a lot of protection, less courage, power, and uh, growing potential. And the second is, again, really associated with fire. Lust, courage, protection, action. Therefore, you can use pumpkin spice as an added power in your autumn magic to increase potency. It can increase both your magical and personal power, especially in work dealing with prosperity, love, and deepened psychic perception. So, yeah. Delish. So, okay, we're going to share with you... Um. We're going to share with you one of Kiki's recipes here, which is apple cider love potion. This is a variation on the almond milk steamer, which can be shared with a loved one to help raise lusty and loving vibrations. So slowly boil two or three cups of, of apple cider in a saucepan, stirring occasionally. Get one fourth of a teaspoon of pumpkin spice mix with a dash of vanilla bean if you have it and you wish and yeah sweeten it with brown sugar and that just sounds absolutely delicious and i kind of want to make a big like crock pot oven all right witches that's a little sneak peek from the october issue of which way i hope that you found that fun and interesting and listen i love pumpkin spice i love being a basic witch i like don't even care all right witches <laughs> um we are wrapping up this episode of the witch daily show we do have a card poll. Our card today is Sonnet from Dark Magic Oracle. When Sonnet appears, it's a sign to give yourself a chance to express your creative side, to quit the inner voices of doubt and banish your inner critic. You may worry that no one will like what you do and that no one will care. Sonnet says the only person you need to impress is yourself. 
Daily practice, carry or wear malachite, which is aligned with synchronicity. And start each day with a meditation and green tea to connect your creative heart and stimulate your intuitive vision and motivation. All right. And before we leave, we do have some shout outs. Jennifer DiMucci. Jennifer, you transcendent, tenacious, tropical fish. Lilith, you glorious, magical vampire slayer. Lori Sanderson, you splendid, glorious, glorious oracle. And Casey O, you loyal, charming starfish. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And that's all we've got today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we reference today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>